Welcome to this podcast on liquid assets in Coverbond programs. I am Combe de Montpellier, a senior director in the Coverbond's rating team at Fitch, and I'm today with Emmanuela Lopo, who is a director in the team. So Emmanuela, the cover pools backing cover bonds typically include a small portion of liquid assets. It's small, but it's important because these liquid assets are there to support timely payment of cover bond in the hypothetical situation where an issuer would fail to pay. And they are also important because they allow us to rate cover bonds significantly higher than the rating of their issuers. It's important to note that liquid assets in cover bond programs have been an important topic last year because the European Union has passed a directive, the cover bonds directive, that includes a mandatory requirement to hold liquid assets for programs in order to cover the net liquidity outflows over a period of 180 days. So my first question, Emanuela, let's first look at the liquid assets currently held in cover pools. How many programs globally hold liquid assets? Thanks, Com. Uh, so Fitch currently rates uh, 101 programs uh, globally, and uh, out of this, uh, about two-thirds hold liquid assets, uh, mostly held in the form of uh, cash, and the minority consists of uh, sovereign debt, central bank exposure, and uh, cover bonds. And then we have one-third of the programs which currently do not hold liquid assets, and this is mainly for two reasons. The first is that under the European Directive Liquidity Rule, the net cash outflow uh, might be zero, so there is no need to hold liquid assets. And the second reason is that uh, uh, programs normally will start posting liquid assets if the issuer is downgraded below a certain uh, rating and this, uh, this trigger hasn't been breached yet and, or for these programs. And this is, for example, the case for uh, programs issued out of Canada and some programs in New Zealand and South Korea. So we have about two-thirds of programs which hold liquid assets. What is the average amount of liquid assets in these programs? Yes, so the average amount is about 3.5% of the cover pool or 5.5% of the outstanding cover bond notional. And this data is sourced from the harmonized transparency template where most issuers disclose information about the liquid assets such as the split between substitute assets, central bank eligible exposure and other exposure. However, the information uh, provided by the issuers is not always consistent. So, for example, the rating of the assets is not always disclosed and neither is uh, the country of issue. Also, for example, the calculated liquidity need over the next 180 days mostly is not disclosed by most of the issuers. The only country which now is disclosing this information is actually Germany. Understood. Thank you, Emanuela. Now I want to turn to Fitch's cover bonds rating criteria. Which liquid assets are eligible under our criteria? At Fitch, we give credit to most of the, of the assets which are eligible under the European directive. So cash, sovereign debt, central bank exposure, and assets eligible under the liquidity coverage ratio However, according to Fitch's criteria, we only give credit to level 1 and to level 2A assets only. And 
actually one thing that I, I wanted to uh, mention uh, mention is that the timely payment rating uh, uplift uh, it's constrained by the rating of the uh, exposure so for example if the assets are held with uh, an account bank a transaction account bank which is rated triple uh, b minus which is the minimum rating required by the european directive then the timely payment trading uplift is limited to triple uh, B plus. So we talked a lot about the European cover bond directive. It's important for the liquid assets because of the mandatory liquidity requirements in the directive. Has the implementation of the European directive had any rating impact on cover bonds? Yes, Spanish and Portuguese have implemented the liquidity rule and as a consequence we have upgraded some of the programs in Spain and Portugal. And uh, for the rest of Europe though there hasn't been uh, a significant impact because most of the other European programs were already holding enough assets. Thank you. Last question I want to ask you. Do you have any countries with peculiar features as regards liquid assets in cover bond programs? Yes, we do have Germany and Denmark, which stand out because they have uh, um, more liquid assets. They hold more liquid assets compared to other issuers. And, um, and also uh, they tend to hold securities as opposed to cash. And Germany um, has more assets because they have adopted the uh, European directive in a conservative way. So the principal repayment for soft uh, bullet bonds uh, with maturity extendable beyond the 180 days liquidity window are included in the calculation of the net cash outflow. And as a consequence, the assets that are held, uh, uh, the amount of these assets is actually uh, greater. And uh, in Denmark, most of the bonds, of the cover bonds, are issued by mortgage banks. And, uh, and uh, the entire over collateralizations of these programs, which is on average 7% of the uh, bond notional, uh, is actually um, posted in liquid assets. And these uh, liquid assets are man- mainly government debt and cover bonds. And so 7% of uh, outstanding bond notional is actually pretty sizable. Many thanks, Emanuela, for your insights on liquid assets in cover bond programs. For more information about this topic, please refer to Fitch's quarterly cover snapshot, which is available at fitchratings.com.